started we are two old guys on the back porch i am steve scotch and we have the lovely and talented cat driving the flaming wheelie bus cat what's going on hey how y'all doing we can be found on stitcher spotify apple podcast google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms we also can be found on facebook and instagram give us a follow please and the two towns we're going to shout out today uh, one is Quadra Island in British Columbia, part of the Discovery Islands, uh, the hub for vacation boaters. Our other place we're going to shout out today is Wausau, Wisconsin, home of the Granite Peak Ski Area. Giving y'all a big round of applause. Oops. All right. And cheers right there. <laughs> Oh, the crows are out today. The crows are out tonight. All right. Of course, alcohol is the magical wonder drug that can cure anything. Today, I'm doing the Brooklyn Brewery Pilsner. Oh, As you can know, you say that five times Big fast. fan of the Brooklyn Brewery. Their lager is good. Tried that last year. Just trying what they got. So far, it's all good. And, and their brew is strong, too. I... Uh, I had trouble putting down the whole six pints. Usually I tap out after uh, number five. Cat, what you hold? I made a new craft cocktail to try and end the summer with. It's a dragonberry uh, strawberry daiquiri made with uh, Bacardi's dragonberry strawberry rum. Ooh, Something new? Sounds sweet like eBay. Thanks, doll. All right. This episode, we're going to take another run at professional sports. Yikes. Um, of course, the worst and greatest thing ever going right now is the Live Golf Tour <laughs> that the, uh, the dirty Saudi Arabians have created. I, th- I think this thing's been in the, in the mix for a while now. There was little leaks coming out the last year or two, and, and now it's coming to fruition, and... Everybody's up in arms about it. Well, I mean, the PGA was controlling things, and this is something they cannot control. Yeah. The Live is, uh, it's lured some of the good European players, some of the good PGA players, and, you know, just gave them big bucks right up front. Here right, you go. regardless of their standing in, in the PGA. Yeah. I mean, hell, they got... Pretty good prize money for winning, but hell, you don't even have to win because they have these four-man teams, which every player is on now, and just if your team comes in first, second, or third, you get a big check. I mean, it's freaking insane. I mean, you could go out there and be 10 or 8 over like Phillip's doing. Mickelson's having trouble so far, but uh, if you're on the right team, you still get a big check. Hey, who cares? Well, I mean, the New York Times made a big deal about it because everybody looked like they were, you know, riding the carts and having fun and 
hanging with the wives and the trainers and whoever else is in the entourage. It's it's a little looser. Yeah. Okay. I I watched it. Basically, you can just go. It's not on television yet. It's probably going to end up there. I don't know. They're in discussions with TNT or TBS, one of the T channels. I don't know. It's probably going to end up there. But I just went on the. It was so easy to go on their website and just click watch. And we we watched it also on YouTube was another right. option. And bam, it was right there. And it's constantly going. Okay, it's it's. It's action for golf. It's right. action. I mean, they do a shotgun start. Like if you were playing a four-man best ball down here at Sycamore Creek Golf Club, and you know you're doing it for uh, to raise money for something, and it's just a fun day out with the guy. That's the way they're doing this thing. Right. So it's constantly moving, and you feel you feel like the beer cart's going to come any minute now. Right. Now the live, I keep calling it the live, but it's it's actually the Roman numeral for fifty-four. Right. Because they only have to play three rounds, which I think is a great idea. You know, that's 54 holes. I'm sure the wives and girlfriends are very appreciative of that. I'm sure they are, too. Dad's not away. Husband's not away for four or five days. Um, I mean, some people think golf's not a very athletic sport. But these dudes have to walk that course, you know, usually four days in a row and it seems to me like the older cats seem to kind of fade out on the last day right, i think because they're just kind of they're they're freaking tired, tired of walking but anyway I, i'm not i know there's a big hoo-ha about why we'll be getting bed with the saudis i understand that they don't tr- treat their women right and 9-11 should be reason th- enough there's a lot of issues concerning this thing i, un- I understand it but as far as just a spectator sport for me, I have no problem with it. What I saw on there was great because it, it, it constantly kept moving. There's cameras all over the freaking place. Hell, there's music playing in the background. I mean, it's not none of this, uh, shh, he's standing he's over standing. the plane. They don't care. His approach. They, they, it's like a little, it's like rock star golf is what I call well, it. Well, what about the guys that take too much time to like... I believe they've been told to get their ass moving because the little bit of it I watched, nobody's standing there for, for five minutes and holding the club up and looking at how is it going to break. To the, they, they're up there hitting the ball. Hell, they're kicking it out the bushes and just going on. I mean, I, I kind of dug it. I thought it was it was a little bit refreshing. And like I said, it's not such a stuffy atmosphere. Hell, it's they've only played a few tournaments so far. And... One or two of them, like, after the guys had finished up, they went and got a drink and went out there and hung out with the fans right. on the last hole waiting for the other guys to finish up. I mean, I thought that was cool. But anyway, the live golf thing, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, so far, I don't have a problem with it. All right, we're going to take a swing at the big four today, the big four sports. First, it's the, the NBA. Now, they crowned the Golden State Warriors as the uh, 2022 NBA champions. And no one other than the Golden State Warrior fans gave one shit about that. I, I, I mean, where are they at? San Francisco? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, I know that was like a month or two ago the NBA wrapped up. It, it seems like all these sports now are damn near year-round. 
It just they get more. I mean, Premier League just started yesterday. Right. And that's going to go on till what June? Yeah. May, June, something like that. It's all about the dollar bills, y'all. But anyway, I, I tried to watch some of the NBA finals, and the the game has just morphed into this three point exchange. You know, whoever makes the most three pointers wins. It, it's boring as hell, and and I mean, you know, there's really. There's no need for a coach in the NBA. Then nobody's listening to him anyway. They could just get rid of that position. The players are making more than he is anyway. But but here here we go. They go down the floor, do drives in the lane. The defense collapses around him, and then he throws it out to one of the four guys that just stand there, watch the game. One they just run down there and stand in four corners. Their feet don't even move. Dude runs down in the lane. Throws it out to one of them, three-point brick. The other team gets the ball down the court. Guess what they do? They go stand in the four corners, do drives the lane, defense collapses, pitch it out, three-point brick. I'm not watching it, okay? It's I boring the, as I shit. I think the WNBA has more action. That, I mean, they look slow. They're, I mean, they're getting better. The women's basketball, we did watch some of that the other night. They're, they're actually getting good. Right. But, again... The NBA, I don't want to just single out LeBron, but let's go ahead and do it. I always had that guy's oh, back, man. but I, I, I'm done with him. You know, let's just jump from city to city and try to create our own all-star team. Of course, Kevin Durant, he's done it with some other losers. And what did he jump on with uh, the Golden State team a year or two ago and got his ring? I mean, there's no loyalty to any city, to any team. It's just let's come up with an all-star team in whatever city LeBron picks and see what happens. I, again, the NBA, uh, it's just a freaking no for me. All right, I'm going to take a little sip. All right, next we're going to take a swing. It's one of my least favorite sports, and everybody knows that's baseball. Now, baseball, they've built these little 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 league fields now these stadiums where I believe an 11-year-old can hit a home run out of these places. It's pathetic. You've got all these pitchers who can throw the ball 100 miles an hour now. That used to be like you had one guy on the staff. Now all of them can, can hurl it up there at 100. And then you've got all the big tattooed forearm dudes swinging for the fences. That's where baseball's turned. There's no strategy. There's no finesse to the game anymore. It's just a four-hour snooze fest. And, you know, check this out. Next time a baseball game comes on, if you can even find one on the television. We couldn't even find the World Series last year. <laughs> it's not even on. It's pathetic. Just on a secret How bad is your sport? So secret location we couldn't even, even find. So here's here's my experiment. Next time there's a game on that you might want to watch, pick out a chair in your house that needs some paint. I'm sure there's one in there somewhere. All right. As soon as the first pitch of this Major League Baseball game is thrown, you go outside and you paint that chair. And then you get you another chair, and then you sit there and watch it dry. 
Now, after that chair dries, the paint dries on it, go inside and see what inning the baseball game is on. <laughs> I bet you they're probably in the fourth, fifth, or sixth inning, maybe. And there's really little difference between watching paint dry and watching a baseball game. Again, if you can find one on television, we got 880 channels in here. And, and you can't even find a game. I mean, how bad is your sport? It's they're not even on any of the big three networks. No, I mean CBS, ABC, NBC. It does time. not show a baseball game right here where we live. All right, moving on. Let's keep it positive. We're going to football, <laughs> which, which is which is a sport that I I used to enjoy, but now. As you've heard in other podcasts, I'm not watching your commercials. I refuse that. I, I don't have four and a half hours. The worst part is when the announcers, you know, who are, are casting the game, stop in the middle of their casting the game to do a promo for some Fox show <laughs> that you've never heard of and probably will never watch. Yes, big fans of Fox here. On two old guys on the back porch. They, they were the start of ruining sports anyway. Turning the football game into a five-hour marathon because of Domino's commercials. Oh, God. I mean, the NFL, they've got this turmoil, go, go, turmoil going on now, easy for me to say, with Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay, God. now th this cat. Mr. Robin Tug. Uh, yeah. Now, it wasn't one woman, two women, three. It was 24. Okay, two Two dozen women, and they were in different. They weren't even the same city. They were it different every, cities. Everywhere, I think he was a Houston Texan, wasn't he? Right, but even even when he went out of town, he right. made I'm appointments. Saying, they, whatever city they were in, he went to the little strippy mall and and got a massage or whatever. They were massaging, and now these women have come up and said, "This guy's a dirty bastard." Now, there's no no wordage that says sexual harassment. But evidently, he's doing something when he goes in there. I don't know. I don't want to know what it is. But evidently, 12 I've of the I've got women, a groin injury. You need yeah, to work on my groin. I don't know. 12 of the 24 are involved in the suit or the investigation or whatever's going on. And this thing's been going on since, it's like two years now. Right. Because last year, they hit him. On, he hid under the bench. He was, I think, still on the team, but they act like he wasn't there. I don't know what that shit was. So now he's uh, he booted Baker Mayfield off of his spot. And that Cleveland and, wanted him. And Cleveland took him. That's how stupid they are. And you know what? He's not even that good. I mean, if he was that good, Houston would have kept him. So they, the NFL gave him six games. That's of today. By the time his podcast comes out, hopefully he's 12. in jail. I don't know what they're going to do to him, but the whole thing's a debacle. But that's the NFL. I, I'm not watching your product. I don't, I don't care. It's It's horrible. You know, you've got, like, owners of NFL teams. Who also how how dirty Tuck. are these bastards? Okay, you got Jerry Jones. The owner, and the sole reason the Dallas Cowboys suck every year, and the reason I pieced out of the Cowboys about three or four years ago, I couldn't take another second of this guy. I mean, he, he, he could give two shits if the Cowboys win one freaking game. All he cares about if it's a boxing match inside the Jerry Dome or whatever right. that football stadium is there that I'll never go to, it, the little mecca that he built. Long as there's a band, maybe the stadium tours come in there <laughs> with Motley Crue and Def Leppard. They could play there. I mean, he, that's all this guy cares about. 
And then the, the sad thing is the Cowboys are going to turn into the Raiders, which is another horrible organization, is when Jerry pieces out, you see his two goon sons that sit up there with him, uh-huh. dumb and dumbass. If you see those two, yeah. they're going to take over and continue the running of the team in the ground. I'm, not, I'm out of it. And then here's another owner, and we could go on and on about these owners of the NFL, Dan Snyder. Okay. Oh, my God. This, this guy. Mr. Yacht Boy. Okay. Now, the Yacht Redskins Rock. are just like an hour or two up the road from here. Well, no, they're all their commanders. You can't oh, call I'm them sorry. Redskins the, anymore. The commanders. Okay. So, Dan Snyder used the Washington cheerleaders as an escort service. Okay. I mean, and this guy is a piece of shit. I think there's two other. And then when he fired them, he t- told him by text. Yeah. That you were no longer wanted. There you go. No more checks for you. But anyway, I believe there's two Sorry, other... Dad. I'm really am trying to be... A... Yeah, it's Cats of Redskins. I'm oh, sorry. I'm really trying to be... Command... I'm trying to be a fan, but it's some hard. of this stuff is so dodgy. I mean, there's some other... I think it's two other guys that own a small percentage of the team, and they've been trying to run Snyder out of there. Shoot, I Congress has been time. trying to run Snyder out of there. Right. So here's the funny thing. When he got in trouble, all this stuff came out about the bad vibes in the, in the commander office of women being harassed. Not just the cheerleaders. It was any female on the property right. had problems there. All this came out. They had female reporters, sports yeah. reporters that were harassed. Yeah. I mean, Snyder's told the NFL that he was going to thoroughly investigate with his own investigators <laughs> that's, that's what he did and of course they were his friends and guess what there's no problem they didn't find here. any problem everything see was no fine. problems here at all but anyway the 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 nfl is after his ass now they're, they're after him i don't know where it's gonna go the the man's a dirtbag he, he went and to make things even better he just hired jack del rio i mean jack del jackass as their defensive coordinator or their defensive coach. I, 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 don't, I don't know if he's the one that sits up in the box and calls the plays or he's going to be down on the field. I don't know. But anyway, the first time he stuck a microphone in front of his face, he got on there and said there was nothing wrong with the people who climbed the walls of the Capitol building, but we should have locked up the Black Lives Matter people. And he Now, has do, seen... do you not know where you're at, bro? You're in the district. Okay, how, how stupid. It's a chocolate city. Okay. I mean, that dude is an idiot. That's the first words that came out of his mouth when he sat down. But that's your Washington commanders. That's where that's going. I tell you what, if I was a black man or woman, I wouldn't set foot in that stadium if it was free. And uh, we, we have seen Redskin now commander fans at the MGM. They, they love the team. Right. And I, don't, I couldn't do it. All right. The last... We saved the last for best. And oh, this God. is, this we could rip the owners of the NFL forever. They're all a bunch of criminals, the whole pack. But this is a special asshole right here. His name is Robert Kraft. Oh God. Okay. Another disgraceful organization known as the New England New England Patriots. Okay, everybody knows that. Okay, Robert Kraft. Check his dude out now. He had a girlfriend while his wife was in the hospital dying. Okay, and that's one of that's one, well, that's one of his good points. Okay, now how about this piece of garbage? I don't know how he can show his face in public. Okay, he's an owner of an NFL team, which evidently you can do whatever you want right in front of everybody's face. 
and then laugh in their face as you walk by. This guy was a few years ago. He's getting caught frequenting the massage parlor and the stripping mall down the road from his house. Now, how disgusting do you have to be? Okay, first of all, he's too old <laughs> to be laying naked on a table. And Nobody wants to see that. Does not have, he doesn't move enough to have a groin injury. Right, and secondly, you're supposed to have some class and some dignity, you know, being the owner of a professional sports team. But this guy has neither, nothing. Robert Kraft, really, I mean, what a piece of garbage. The NFL as a whole, I'm done with it. I don't want nothing to do with it anymore. I mean, when Tom Landry and Don Shuler, Shuler walked off the field, that's when all the class and dignity from the NFL uh, left. It's a pile of garbage. You can watch it if you want. I refuse. All right, next we're going to take on hockey, oh, which is my favorite sport to watch. But now the NHL, NHL is trying to fuck that up. Okay. Now, hockey is a sport, if you watch it or care about it, it has a little pace to it. Okay, sometimes there's a nice flow to the game. Not all of them, but sometimes. Well, now we're stopping the game. Three TV timeouts for each period. Now, years ago, they started having, I think it was one timeout for, the, for commercials. Now, it's freaking three. You just sell some Papa John's. Well, it's because they've moved it over to ESPN. Okay? Oh, man. So, here you go, which to me is a complete joke. Hell, I, I'm not lying to you. I was watching a game last year. And, of course, the refs have the, have the headset on, and they're told when to stop this game. Now, if the puck goes flying up in the, out in the stands or somebody's hurt or it's a penalty, I understand the game is stopped, and now you could throw your little Dodge truck commercial in there, whatever the hell we got to see. Ram tough. This game, the player had the puck, went over the blue line with it, and the ref blew the whistle. The game was in process, stopped it on a dime. The players all stopped and looked around looking for a penalty. It was crickets. Nothing. It was just the ref. He fucked up because he heard in his ear, all right, commercial's coming up. So he just stopped the hockey game in the middle of the hockey game. That's where this thing is going. I mean, you, you've got to be kidding. And, and the fact that they jumped into bed with ESPN, okay, oh, I find that hilarious because how many years did ESPN, ESPN not give made, two shits about hockey? They made fun of hockey. Barry Melrose was on there for years. But they gave him like 20 minutes at 6 a.m. in the morning right. when nobody was watching the shit. Him and the mullet was on there talking about hockey, and that was it. And like you said, they had, uh, what was it, Colin Calter, that piece of crap that right. used to work for ESPN. He's over on uh, soon-to-be-signed-off CBS or Fox Sports, one of those things. They're all going to fall down, just like the NBC Sports. All of it's going away. He used to dog it, acting like, I mean, like, like hockey wasn't even a legitimate right. sport. And now ESPN and hockey, NHL, now they're, they're all bitched out together. I think it's hilarious. You know, in the NHL, they've proved they have no balls, no gonads, nothing. And, and speaking of ESPN, check out how all the, all the big sports are all tripping back to the mothership. Have you noticed that? Because it was years ago, they all branched out to do their their own Major League Baseball right, channel, their right. own. Well, all that has turned to crickets. 
Nobody's watching that shit. Nobody cares. So now they're all going to try to run back to the mothership and pray somebody watches this garbage. I don't know. I mean, and the other thing about hockey that's pissing me off is I'm a Caps fan. So now when they play a game you really want to watch, they're going to play Pittsburgh. That, that I cut it on the local affiliate. I've been watching the Caps for 30-some years. It's not on there. It's over on the extra pay channel. The, uh, I don't know. ESPN Plus? I don't know what the hell it is. I'm not paying extra $5 to watch a mid-season hockey game. I don't care who's playing who. You know, they then the next game they're playing Buffalo or Carolina or some other team that's not really a rivalry, that's back on the local affiliate. Then later on, oh, the Rangers are in first place this year. Caps are playing the Rangers. Oh, you got to pay $5 to watch the game. Have you lost your mind? We're already paying $100 a, a month to watch TV now, and you're going to try to clip me for five? Take that and stick it up your ass. I mean, seriously, that, that's where this world is going. Nickel and dime your ass to death. The one sport I had left was hockey, and now they're going to fuck that up. But anyway, sports... It's, it's all circling the drain. Trust me when I say this. The generations, what, in their 20s now, who whatever they're called, they could give two craps they don't about care, anything. Man. They don't even watch regular te- television, much less sports on television. I mean, NASCAR is going to be the first to bite it. That thing, I got a feeling it's going to be soon, that there's just going to be a padlock on the door. They're not even going to tell anybody. That thing's on a shoestring budget now, and it's getting ready to peace out. They'll be first. And the big four, it'll take a while. I, unfortunately, I mean, will be in the ground. I mean, we just saw a commercial for the local race, which we never even saw ever. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Like I said, it's all just trickling right down in the black hole. I, I hate saying all this stuff. I hate saying it because I'm a big sports fan. I've been watching sports, playing sports my entire life. But when I see a horrible product in front of me, I'm not going to watch it. All right, we're going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. All right, this week we have Theodore Roosevelt, the 26th president of the United States. Born in 1858 from New York City, New York. And let's remember, Teddy was the youngest president. Yes, he was. Um, Because... Somebody got assassinated. William McKinley. William Howard. Ta- no, William. That's right. McKinley, McKinley got yeah assassinated. You know, he was forty-two years old yeah. when he became president. Damn, we could we could use a forty-year-old oh, president yes. right now, couldn't we? <laughs> what is going on? Some, okay. I will take somebody in their fifties at this point. <laughs> All right, let's see. Teddy looked out for the average guy, right? That was he his. Was... He looked out for the average man. He made sure food and drug industries were on the level. He established national parks and forests, monuments, things we still enjoy today. He was the first president ever to get the Nobel Prize for peace. Right. It was, uh, it was a, what is it, a Russo-Japanese war? Right. Right. Um, you he know, was a big father, player in the uh, Panama Canal. Father of the modern U.S. Navy. Yes, he did increase the Navy, naval forces, that's for sure. And also a prolific writer. He wrote over 35 books yep. in his lifetime. The man did not sit down. He, no, he, he kept was, moving. He, he did. was in action, Jackson, that's yeah. for sure. There's a great documentary 
about this man on PBS. PBS, and, yeah. And uh, there's uh, there's a picture from when he was a child. He's sitting in a window with his brother and Abraham Lincoln's funeral processions going through New York City. Wow. That's just, and you just think, he was just standing in a window watching this. <laughs> yep. And don't forget, Mount Rushmore, he's up there with George, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Donald Trump. No. Oh, oh, that's right. He didn't get up there. He wanted to get up he there. He wanted to get up didn't there. Didn't make it. Anyway, Teddy Roosevelt, love the man. He was one tough son of a bitch. We could use him right now. And we're doing What You Watching Again. We were watching. We were watching The Great American Recipe. It was an eight-part cooking competition. It had 10 cooks from 10 different regions around the United States. Very much modeled off of uh, the Great British Baking Bake Off. They stole it. They, well, then there's there's no Mary Berry. But instead of a tent, it's a nice, it's a very nice barn just down the road from us in Ruther Glen, Virginia, that yeah. they filmed it. It's and cool. it's been pretty good. They've had different competitions, of course, just like um, British Bake Off. Somebody has to go every week. Yeah. And. It, and it's not just, you know... It's a cool-looking building they set up. And, and it's different flavor profiles, ethnic profiles. People are watching. I heard people at work talking about it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So if you want to catch up on it, it's a good thing to watch on PBS Passport. Anyway, check it out. All right. Let's move on to the cocktail of the week. It's the Rob Roy. Did I say Rob Roy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, After the Scottish folk hero Rob Roy McGregor. Okay. And Is that was, who? I thought it was named after some kind of musical or drum. No, drum. no, no. Here's here's the story. It was created in 1894 by Raj Hender at the Waldorf Astoria there in Manhattan, New York City. The drink was named after they were having a premiere of an operetta called Rob Roy. Oh, okay. All right. It's basically a Manhattan. You just use scotch instead of bourbon. So I'm not going to do it because I like scotch <laughs> and I'm not going to mess with it. Don't mess with it. The Rob, It's probably great. I love the Manhattan, as you know, because I'm ha drinking that on this on this podcast about every other time. Yes, you but are. I'm not going to do it. It's probably really good. I'm not going to touch it. Scotch should just be put in a glass with a big ball of ice and let it go. But anyway, here you go. Very easy. It's two ounces of scotch, three-quarter ounce of sweet vermouth. Sweet vermouth is very good. And these bitters, it's the main bitter in a lot of drinks. I should learn to say it. Angostura? Mm-hmm. How do you say it? Let's see. Angostura. A Angostura bitters. Yeah. I've got it downstairs. It's the main, <laughs> main bitter you use in a lot of drinks. Three dashes of that. Again, it's a Manhattan. It's scotch, sweet vermouth, and the bitters. Just, you know, add these two to a, a glass filled with ice. Stir the shit out of it with your finger. Pour it in a chilled glass. And garnish it with a cherry, just like you do in Manhattan. And there's a Rob Roy. That's an old school one there. That's old school. All right. Y'all are welcome. All right. This right. I've been waiting for this. I don't know what took so long. But Band of the Week, today we were bumpered in. I hope you listened. That was Molly Cyrus, 29 years old, from Franklin, Tennessee. 
Oh, Hannah Montana's all grown up. Okay, word on the street is working for Disney is not all it's cracked no, up to be. No, we have a friend whose step-granddaughter worked for them. And I think once you're done there in the Disney Channel, you're, yeah. you're either, you either have to, you know, just go back to the background or you just go buck wild. A lot of them do try to have music careers. Right. And give it up for Molly for, for making her name for herself. You know, in the music biz. And speaking of making up a name, you know her real name was Destiny Hope Cyrus. Which is, uh, it's par for the course when your dad is uh, Billy Ray Ray Cyrus and you had to know she would end up with a stripper name. uh, Destiny Hope. So good thing for, Molly was smart. I think it was 2008 she changed her name. Now, let's go through some of Molly's greatest hits, and I don't want to hear any laughing out there. Okay, now, I know if you've listened to these podcasts, you can tell my music taste is impeccable. (laughs) And now we got Molly Cyrus on here, but listen and listen good, okay? Party in the USA. I don't care what you say. That freaking song rocks, okay? When that thing hits, turn it up. Okay, and then the song we were bumpered in today was Malibu. All right, give that thing a listen. Listen to the words to Malibu. It, it's, it could be the greatest song in the world. It, it could be the worst. I can't figure it out. That's how, that's how great Molly Cyrus is. The rhyming, the lyrics to that thing, I don't know. It gets she me. does have a talent. I mean. All right, look, yeah. this is what hit me. This is why she got on here. During the coronavirus, I'm sure Molly's really worried about being on here. But look, (laughs) during the coronavirus, she did these backyard sessions on MTV. And I know I'm almost 60 years old. I admit it. I do click on MTV every once in a while. I like music and just see if I'm missing something. I'm not missing anything, (laughs) but I will. But anyway, she did these backyard sessions for MTV during it. And I watched that thing over and over again, and she killed it. She was awesome. Her band was like outside in this some kind of patio area and there was little lights hanging around and she was dressed very nice, dressed to kill. And and it didn't look phony or fake or polished or anything. It was it seemed to me she was up there singing. And she did this song called Midnight Sky. And that's the one I got I was obsessed with. It's an awesome freaking song. And she stole a little bit from well, she stole a lot from Stevie Nicks on that yeah. song, but it, I like it. It's so good. But anyway, Miley Cyrus, she, she's a good girl. She's a big animal rights person, uh, looks out, what is it, youth homelessness. She right. looks out for that. She's big in the LGBT community. And hell, Dolly Parton loves her. It's, so her, hell. it's her goddaughter. So we love her, too. And she said that Dolly t- taught her how to, you need to treat people right yep anyway molly cyrus check her out wherever you get your music we want to thank everybody for listening and we will see y'all down the road see ya i would sing so i never swam The sky is more blue in my eyes.